0: In the West, we think we need flat and hard bellies. But no, our bellies need room and space to digest not just food, but the material of life. And it's not even realistic. Women have an extra layer of fat to protect our womb. Mm -hmm. And think about it. We also create life there. Why would we think we want that to be flat and hard?
1: Hello and welcome to Holistic Mama Speaks. I'm your host, Carrie Marie, and I am so very grateful for you, my listener, and excited to have you here. As a note, by listening to this podcast, you agree to not use this as medical advice or to treat a medical condition. Please visit my website at holisticmamaspeaks.com for the full disclaimer. I am a wife, a mom, a daughter, a sister, and a friend, and my passion is helping other people feel fabulous. So several years ago now, I found myself overweight and unhealthy and so busy, and really just going through the motions of life that I didn't know where the years had even gone. I tell this to my husband all the time, I had kept myself so busy with work, volunteering at all kinds of things, running the kids around to sports practices and games, gymnastics, dance and other activities that I never took time to actually take care of myself and slow down and really, truly enjoy the time I was spending with my husband and kids and hardly ever saw my friends unless our kids were in the same things together. I lost touch with who I was. It took a medical scare to finally wake me up and realize that I needed to start taking care of myself so that I could better care for others. That is when holistic wellness and personal development entered my life. I am now happier and healthier than I have been in years. And I'm excited to share with you not only what I've learned and experienced through the years that I've been on this holistic, health, wealth, and happiness journey, but also to share with you others' stories and techniques to help you transform yourself into the healthiest and happiest version that you can be. I can't wait to be on this holistic health, abundance, and happiness journey with you. Oh, also, if you find this episode helpful in any way, please subscribe, rate, review, and share so that we can continue to provide you with valuable content. As a thank you, each month we will be selecting someone to receive a one-on-one coaching session and be featured on the show. On with the episode. Hello and welcome to Holistic Mama Speaks. I am your host, Carrie Marie, and I am honored to have Dr. Joe joining us today. She is a women's holistic healer, life and wellness, and spiritual coach, yoga, Pilates bar meditation and mindfulness teacher. Oh my goodness. That's a mouthful. And her company name is Tula soul, which I think sounds absolutely adorable. And Joe's mission is to help women identify and celebrate their unique identity, boldly use their voice and proudly take up space. And what's really cool is that she incorporates techniques from both Eastern and Western medicine to facilitate mind, body, spirit, healing, and evolution. And she also has a doctorate in clinical psychology. So, oh my goodness, Joe, you are doing so many amazing things. I am so happy to have you here today and uh, chatting with you. So I would love for you to to talk a little bit about yourself and how you got into all of this amazing work that you're doing.
0: Thank you so much, Carrie Marie. I'm delighted to be here. Uh, Yeah, I decided when I was 12 years old that I wanted to pursue psychology I was actually in treatment for anorexia, and I didn't know what was going on with me. I just knew that I was terrified of eating. And so my mom got me into treatment, and I was fascinated. I was so curious about the human psyche, and I was fascinated with what I learned about myself and about family dynamics, and I wanted desperately to help other people, so I consider it a gift that I knew at age 12 what I was gonna do with the rest of my life. Yeah, and that decision cool. never wavered. So I did get my doctorate in clinical psychology and I worked at a couple of clinics and then I had a private practice for 13 years where I specialized in trauma. I saw a variety of different clients, everything from anxiety and depression to schizophrenia. And at when COVID hit, I decided that I wanted to just work with women, because that is my passion is helping women. And I also did some training in yoga and some mind body uh, exercises. And I wanted to incorporate that into my coaching. So I left the private practice, started a new business. And I all I knew about the Tula was that it meant balance in Sanskrit. And then I learned from a client who's from the Philippines that it means poem. In the Philippines which is interesting because I write poems <laughs> and I have poetry workshops wow and then I learned that it means wind in Finnish and I'm Finnish and I also have a special relationship with the wind so it's just kind of I I love when the universe gives you little gifts like that
1: yeah so. absolutely it was meant to be that yeah was, that yeah name that was meant to be <laughs> mm-hmm. yes How oh, amazing yeah so I would love for you to, um, to dive a little deeper as far as the types of work that you're doing then with, with these women, how you're helping them, you know, what are some things that, that they find themselves, um, experiencing that you're able to help them through and, you know, just kind of incorporating all of these things that you offer for them.
0: Sure. Yeah. I help women with a lot of different things, everything from transitions to relationships, um, I specialize in body image and disordered eating as well as trauma. Um, but I work with uh, career goals, um, finding direction in life, vision, everything, anything, any women's issue really. And what I do is I, I help the woman find out kind of what how she wants to live her life, her best life, kind of do an analysis of some short and long-term goals And I believe that each woman is the expert in her own life. So it's not really for me to um, tell her what to do or sort of lead her down a certain path. I consider my role to be more of being a mirror for a woman to sort of see parts of herself that maybe she isn't seeing for herself, you know, her gifts and her strengths, and then I also incorporate a lot of different techniques like body movement, somatics. So for example, I think that our issues live in our tissues. So a lot of trauma is stored in the bones, in the tissues, in the fascia, in the, even in the skin. So I'll give an example of a woman I was just working with, and I asked her, she had a lot of stomach knots. A lot of our issues live in our gut. And I said, well, tell me what that looks like. What does that feel like? And she said, it's like a rope around my around my stomach, Ooh, squeezing. And I said, tell me what the rope looks like. And she said, well, it's kind of brown. It's pretty thick. And I said, what's the texture? And she said, it's pretty rough because it really hurts. And then I asked her to give it a name. And she said, it's tough. His name is tough. His name, of course. <laughs> And then I said, what is it telling you? What message are you getting from this tough? And she said, it's telling me I have to stay in place. I can't move. My goals are too big. I can't accomplish anymore. I, you know, I'm stuck. I have to stay stuck, things like that. And I said, how do you feel right now? And she said, it's getting tighter as I'm listening. And I said, okay. And I said, what can you say back to this tough? What do you want to say to it? And she said, I'm sick of being where I'm at. I want room to breathe. I want to break out of my shell and things like this. And she kept going and she got louder and louder. And I said, how do you feel right now? And she just said, She said, I can breathe. I have room. Wow. And I said, how is tight right now? She said, he's letting me go. I'm expanding. And so exercises like that are really, really helpful to see how the body is involved in emotional constriction and things like that. So that's just one example, but there's a lot of different ways that I work with, with the body and with healing. Mm
1: -hmm. Now, how do you incorporate your um, your yoga and some of your other more physical type of things that, that you do um, into your practice?
0: Yeah, so one example is women tend to, I call it a trauma stance, it's been called that, where we sort of lean forward and kind of hunch over and our shoulders are turned in. It's a protective stance. And now every, everybody, you know, when we, lean over our computers or our phones we do that too. and moms, you know holding the kids and just with the tension and stress there's naturally this hunched over feeling. So I do simple things like um chair yoga where we just practice posture. oh wow stretches. Yeah. yeah and Thanks shoulder rolls over. and certain neck exercises that I do and then we do I have this thing um where we stand against the wall and leaning into the wall with our shoulders up and then kind of walk them backwards. And then on a sticky spot, just kind of hold and walk the arms all the way backwards, which is really, really good for opening up the heart and getting the shoulders up and back. So I have a lot of things like that. It's not, I mean, some people I just do yoga sessions with Mm -hmm. and I don't do regular yoga. Um, We have a misconception here in the West that yoga is an exercise. Far from it. The yoga pose is only developed to allow the monks to sit for hours in meditation. So they were aware, a way to prep the body to sit. And that's the kind of yoga I teach. I don't do it for an exercise. I teach it as a way to be mindful and present in your body. So for example, I will cue things in a way that you become, (laughs) this is funny, but my teacher taught me this way. So we'll, I'll say something like focus on your left butt
1: (laughs) and engage
0: those muscles and then lift whatever. And then we'll look at the right butt. And so it's very much about cueing individual muscles and individual muscle systems so that you become aware of how those affect movements. It's really focused yoga and it's, I individualize it for each woman. And I'm always doing body positive and trauma informed yoga. Oh. And then I can mix in some bar and Pilates. I don't do full, but I, I mix it in with the yoga to add some, some variety. And because I really like the concepts of core strength and, and the bar, I, I love dancing. Mm-hmm. I'm in a Sufi dance program right now. So I like that part of a bar.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so awesome! I also love dancing. I never I never took dance classes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I take I took ballroom dancing classes one time. Did you? Oh, fun! fun. I found a Groupon for it. I'm like, that sounds like fun. I love it like that. in my house, so I went for it, and yeah. it was a great time. But um, so I I absolutely love that you're incorporating dance into your practice mm-hmm. as well. That's that's so wonderful because I also think that dance is a way to just kind of, you know. I don't know, feel with your whole body and just be so, yeah, I
0: have this, um, I recommend, and I recommend to your listeners that instead of thinking about exercise and something that you have to check off the list and something that you have to do to be healthy, blah, blah, blah. I recommend thinking about what kind of body movement brings you joy. So, you know, whether that is, you know, playing a sport Mm. or whether that is dancing or just, turning on some music and just moving. It doesn't have to look pretty. It doesn't have to be a certain style of dance. Just move, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, um, because I think that that is a way to get your movement. But why do it in a way that, you know, why stand on a treadmill and dread all the minutes that you're on there? Why not just dance? Why not just move your body? Or, you know, if you've got a young one, why not twirl them around, you know? (laughs) And play mm-hmm. with the kid because all movement counts. It doesn't have to be something that you dread or that you schedule or go to a gym and, you know, get all sweaty next to some stranger. <laughs> I, I can't stand the idea of going to the gym. Um, that just sounds for, and, and for people that enjoy it, that's great. I'm not judging, um, mm-hmm. but it's just, I think there are ways to move, you know, going for a walk and enjoying nature, being mindful about it, mm-hmm. not just doing it to get exercise or to burn calories. I can't stand. And and this is my bias because having an eating disorder and struggling with that for most of my life, um, I'm blessed and grateful to be in recovery. Many people don't reach that, but so I'm very, um, conscious of and encourage women to practice self-love with the body that they have right now. Mm -hmm. And, I can discuss some ways to do that if, if you'd like Oh, um, i'd love that okay
1: i think that'd be very helpful to myself and the listeners as well yeah
0: i think as women we all struggle with this and part of it is our conditioning mm-hmm. and one way that helps me is to look at history and the history of the ideal body image for women has changed you know back in history if you look at like old paintings a very Rubenesque figure was the ideal. And then it's, it's shifted over time. And it's not a coincidence that in the 60s, you know, when Twiggy, the model, came in and women shrunk. And there's a reason. You know, that is when women became financially independent, started to. Well, the man, will say, uh, was threatened by that. So why don't we have women focus on their appearance? Why don't we shrink them? Why don't we boom the diet and cosmetic industry? Because that way, their energy and time will be put into that rather than becoming more and more financially independent. And that's what happened. I mean, of course, women did rise up the ladder, but they're still so far to go. I mean, they, yeah. So... If we think about it that way, then I can get good and angry and be like, oh, no, not falling for that. (laughs) That's just one thing to think about the history and the reasons why and the messages we get and are we going to listen to that? Mm -hmm. And the other thing is simple things like not looking at fashion magazines, being aware of our own bias. Mm -hmm. How many times do you judge other people for their weight? Just like you judge yourself. And when we're judging others, it's a reflection. It's a projection of our own self-judgment. So just notice those things. It's not about then judging or shaming yourself. It's just about awareness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then an exercise that I recommend to my clients and to your listeners is to do, It's I call it the mirror exercise. So after you get out of the shower, get, you know, some kind of smelly lotion that you like, not so bad smelly, but... Um, And if you need to work up to this, that's fine. So, and if you have a full length mirror, that's ideal. Start with your toes and rub the lotion into your toes and say, talk to your toes in a kind, gentle voice and say, thank you toes for helping me balance. And then to your feet, thank you feet for helping me balance, for taking me from point A to point B, for being so loyal to me. And so strong move up to your legs thank you for carrying me so many places and thank your knees for allowing you to walk and then move up to your pelvis and i suggest doing some vagina work too i went to this sex workshop and it was amazing that's another thing um but for the purpose of this exercise we'll just stay on you know, your butt and your hips. Thank you for all the work you do, you know, allowing me to be flexible and and being an object of sensuality. And then moving to your belly, oh, I love this. My Sufi teacher said, um, and this has stuck with me, in the West, we think we need flat and hard bellies, but no. Our bellies need room and space to digest, not just food, but the material of life. And I, I love just thought, uh, yes,
1: I love that. I'm, I'm keeping, keeping that, that with
0: me, that me forever.
1: because You had shared that with me before, and that was just so powerful because yes. everybody strives for, for flat abs
0: yeah. and...
1: But instead, if we're thinking about that our, that our body needs room to digest our food and life, that we're not so stuck on that, that body image.
0: Yeah. And it's not even realistic. Women have an extra layer of fat to protect our womb Mm -hmm. and think about it. We also create life there. Yes. Why would we think we want that to be flat and hard? That's kind of gross. You know, I mean, it's supposed to be spacious, Mm -hmm. So I really practice that because women have, you know, that's an area that is concerning for us. Mm -hmm. The other thing to think about is our gut is where most of our serotonin is not in the brain. So that is our feel good chemical. So do we really want to squash that? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. We want area, we want room for that to have, you know, space to grow, space to communicate with our brain and the rest of our body. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and then moving up, you know, to all of the areas of your body and carefully talking to each part, not about what it looks like or its shape, but about its function. Because that is what our body is. Mm-hmm. It's simply a vessel, it's a temple that works for us. And if you think about it, it is the only being the only loyal being that is going to be with us till the day we die
1: very true yes Mm
0: -hmm. wow and i love that of
1: just being so grateful for every little thing Mm -hmm. i mean gratitude is such a powerful thing of and a lot of times we take it for granted you know that we Mm -hmm that we have these amazing bodies that we're able to do so many things with and you know the air that we breathe and things like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so many of our organs are just, they're working for us. We don't have to think about it. You don't even have to think about it. Exactly. (laughs) Keeping us alive and allowing us to to do what we love to do and everything. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. I love that exercise that you shared. Thank you so much for sharing that because I do think it's so important to think about every single Part of our body and, yeah. and all of our, all of our body to, um, to really be thankful for it and think about what
0: it's doing for us, you know? Yeah. And it's such a shift yeah. from thinking about the size and the shape and always judging. Oh, I wish my arms were different. I wish my belly was flat. I wish my legs were thinner. Why, why don't you just appreciate what they do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. That's so wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) That's wonderful. Now, I imagine that um, you probably do a lot of your, you know, your yoga and and bar and some of your other physical things in person. So um, would you mind sharing a little bit about the area that you serve and and how people would be able to to connect with you um, about taking some of your um, your sessions that you offer in person? But then, uh, you know, what piece is it that you offer that you were able to do remotely? Cause I know that you're, you do a little bit of both, correct?
0: No, actually I'm all online. Oh, I do everything via zoom. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, and it actually, you know, people might think, Oh, how do you do yoga <laughs> online and, and things like that? But it works really well. Um, I've learned to really be observant of people. Um, when they're doing the yoga and everything. So I can cue and I can um, offer suggestions and I never say corrections or anything like that because there's no right way to do yoga or any of these things. It's, and it's always a practice, you know, it's never, you don't ever, you know, master yoga. No, it's always a practice. I mean, I'm still learning. And, um, and I always say you work with the body of the day too, because every day is different. And the body is never symmetrical. I mean, there's going to be one side that's tighter than the other one side. You can balance on better. And that's just how our bodies are, which is kind of, I think it's kind of miraculous. I think it's cool. Nothing in nature is symmetrical.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Unique in every way, even even the different
0: sides of our body. (laughs) Exactly. And why, I mean, it would be so boring if we were all the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah,
0: teaching online and, and coaching online works really well. And what I love is I can work with people all over the place. I Most of my clients, yeah, like 90% of my clients are from all over other than Minnesota. Oh
1: my yep. goodness, that's so, so cool. I love
0: that.
1: Yeah, that, I have clients in
0: other countries. That's so, so cool. It's really that's
1: cool. That's so neat that you're just, you know, And thank goodness for things like that's one of the benefits that came out of the pandemic is that that so many more people shifted their businesses Mm -hmm. online. And I think we're just able to help and serve so many more people in that way and, you know, and, and use platforms like Zoom and other things to to connect with people and do, you know, live sessions where, yeah. um, you know, where people wouldn't normally be able to benefit from that because, yeah. you know, we'd be so far away from each other. So.
0: Right. And wonderful programs like this that you do. And I do workshops too. I do poetry circles and then I have a workshop, um, love your body and release body shame. And I have a workshop on um, what happens to a traumatized brain, which is really important because it's very validating for women who, um, have been through trauma and, and who have PTSD because it really explains why um, you get triggered so quickly and why um, you're not able to get out of that. Because what happens is the amygdala, <clears throat> which is in the midbrain, uh, gets triggered and then the frontal lobes, which is our most recently evolved part, um, goes offline. So if you're triggered, you are not able to reason or plan or figure out what's going on. Right. So you're essentially kind of frozen and people won't understand why you can't function or why you can't explain what's going on. But essentially you're not able to even speak sometimes. And it also is important to understand when there's sexual assault or violence or abuse, um, the reason why people react in new situations with so many confused, feelings and actions. So it's very validating for a lot of people. So I really, really love giving that workshop.
1: Oh, that sounds amazing. And I think it also probably helps people uh, realize that they're not the only ones that are dealing with that, you know, it's kind of bringing people together as a community, as well as providing them this information so that they don't you know, it it just is explaining to them how their brain is working and and why it's doing what it's doing and everything. So that's amazing that you host that workshop so that people Mm -hmm. are able to understand what's going on with their bodies.
0: Yes. And one of the quotes I start with is, um, people with trauma have symptoms, not memories. Mm -hmm. That's Peter Levine. Wow. And then another thing that my a quote from my mentor uh, Phyllis Solon is um, there is no mental illness there's just trauma i believe that too
1: mm-hmm. yeah cuz everybody's been through some form of trauma in their life whether mm-hmm. you know and and it also i think that it also seems like You know, a a lot of people seem like they're, you know, it's only happening to them. Yeah. Everybody experiences different, different things throughout their lives. And some may be worse than others, but we're not, who can judge what's a worse situation and how we handle it and how we're affected by it, you know? So, yeah. And
0: there's, and there's no, because a lot of my clients will say, yeah, this happened, but it's not as bad as this. And Mm -hmm. I would say there's no shortage of compassion and pain is universal. You know, so the experiences, the feelings are the same. It doesn't matter the circumstances that happen to elicit the feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think that and I do um, part of the work I do like with poetry circles is having people share their truth and their stories. There is such healing and storytelling and the narrative work that I like to do because it's just validating. And it's about secrets equal shame, I think. Mm-hmm. And when you share your truth, it's it takes away the power
1: mm-hmm. in that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also relatable.
1: It's yes it's relatable. Mm-hmm. And I actually I I heard um, I think it's Robin Robbins, I think, or something like that. She's on mm-hmm. Good Morning America. Um, I actually don't even watch that, but I I heard <laughs> her speaking at it at a, an event I was um listening to where there was these powerful women speaking, and she said something that her mother taught her when she was younger um that said, don't compare despair. And I was yes. like, oh, that's so true. That's, that's very true. Because a lot of the times we're, we're always just, I mean, in general, we shouldn't be comparing any part of our lives right. to anybody else's, but especially that, like, why are we trying to compete for who, who went through something worse or, worse. Yeah. or, or put yourself, what happened to you down thinking it's not as bad as what happened to somebody, right. it's that kind of thing. Because it, if something hurt you, it hurt you, you know what I mean? It's and, really, yeah. And there's no sense in comparing it to anything else. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just important to, to heal and love yourself for who mm-hmm. you are, no matter what happened to you. So,
0: right. yeah, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, how can people find out about what you offer your workshops, all yeah. of that? How can they, how can they reach you?
0: Sure. Um, my website is just Tula soul, dot com And my email is joe, J-O, at tulasoul.com. So it's T-U-L-A-S-O-U-L. My phone number is 612-708-7427. Again, that's 612-708-7427.
1: And my website
0: has other links on there as well.
1: Oh, great. And that's great I love to hear about about your... your your workshops and and to get uh, additional information or you know, yeah. to find out more. Awesome. That's sure. definitely make sure to link all of those things up on the holisticmamaspeaks.com website so that everybody has all that information all in one place and you know, and they can get to that and um take part in these workshops uh, if they feel it would be helpful. And I love that you also offer poetry workshops because yeah. you're using another passion of yours. to to allow people to express
0: themselves, so. Yeah, and I always tell women, because a lot of people are like, I don't do poetry, I don't write poems. And it's like, well, first of all, my poems, I never rhyme and I don't use any particular format. The way I write poems is I think of a couple words, I spew them out on the paper and then I just, I write for me, I don't write for anything else other than to get stuff out. In fact, I say that I write poetry to both define and escape from reality. (laughs) And I have templates. So what we do in the poetry workshops is we look at some feminist poetry and we do some exercises regarding that. And then we listen to some spoken word, very powerful spoken word, uh, women reading their poetry. And then we do some play on words. And then I also have a template for everyone to write their own poem about themselves. And and then we share and we do some other things. It's really fun. Everyone really has a good time and it's emotional, but mostly it's fun and it's um, really a a nice community event. And it's small groups, so there's nothing intimidating, Um, you know, and you're free to share or not. There's no pressure. So Um, it's a really nice, nice way to to kind of dig deeper into who you are and and express some truth.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so wonderful. That sounds like an amazing workshop. Maybe I will pop in occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I love that you said you don't have to, to actually have written poetry no. because that makes me feel a little bit better. Because I think that the, the last poetry I wrote was uh, when I was maybe fourth
0: grade. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's funny you say that because my first poem was in fourth grade and I remember it. It was um Trees are silent, they do not speak. But when you're gone, They'll weep. Oh that's <laughs> so sweet. That seems so deep for a fourth grader. <laughs> I was, I grew up very fast. Oh, and I have to say one poem like one of my favorites by Rumi. Oh, um, yeah. besides love, besides love, there is no other task. There is no other work.
1: I love that. That's amazing. I haven't even heard that poem before. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. I do love reading poetry. I used to have uh Shel Silverstein books. Oh yeah. Isn't he amazing? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, awesome. And I love how some of them are so funny that they yeah. just make you laugh and then yeah. some of them are very powerful. And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything today and that technique. I I definitely think that, that that will be so helpful for many of us to just bring awareness and um, and be grateful for our bodies and in every part of them. <laughs> so yes. uh, it's been such a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much for sharing. And I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day.
0: Thank you so much, Carrie Marie. It was a pleasure. I really appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode or any other episode valuable, please consider taking a few minutes to rate, review, and share this podcast to help the show grow so that we can impact more people and so that we can continue to provide valuable content. Also, please visit holisticmamaspeaks.com for show notes, resources, and so much more. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at holisticmamaspeaks. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the rest of your day.